Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Purpose, Passion, and Coffee. And this is your host, Christian J. Lynch, speaking. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. Know your purpose, pursue your passion, and just like a good cup of coffee, enjoy the process. Oh, wait, and before I forget, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. That would mean a lot to me. Let's get it. All right, welcome to the podcast, guys. As always, I have another another special guest on the show, and uh, it's really kind of cool. We have this new thing, uh, new social platform called Clubhouse, and we actually ended up uh, connecting over this app, Clubhouse. And so if you don't have it, I would highly recommend if you're in any business, influencer, content creator, whatever it is in that in that industry, I would highly suggest um, just getting that app so you can connect, listen to people, and that's how... Uh, me and this guy were able to connect and I'm super excited to, to share his story, all the values and tips he's going to give, um, the process to, to, to failures, just certain things, hobbies that he likes doing and from even to, from traveling and uh, everything in between. So I want to welcome Michael to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Always excited uh, to, you know, give value back and see where I could, you know, provide value to others. So looking forward to this conversation. Yes, yes, sir, man. Let's let's, uh, let's chop it up. But first, you know, it's called Purpose, Passion, Coffee. So I got to ask, and for anyone listening, whether it's your audience, my audience, or just new people, are you a coffee guy? I am a coffee guy. There we uh, go. No, I'm I'm a coffee guy, and and coffee is one of my favorite flavors. Coffee, ice cream, you know, whatever it is. There we so. go. <laughs> you can't ever go wrong with coffee, ice cream, man. It's like the meat in the middle. If you don't like coffee, ice cream, I don't know what to do with you. So. <laughs> yep. Absolutely, I like it. Yeah. Do you got any like a favorite, like a go-to? Are you more like a iced coffee? You like hot coffee, certain coffee shops you like going to? I don't have a go-to, um, but I have a sweet tooth. So I just like my coffee sweet and uh, I'm good to go. Yeah. I like that, man. Yeah. I mean, you're total opposites, but we have one thing in common is, is the coffee. I like it more like not sweet at all, but there are certain days, man. There are certain days where you're like, you know, you're not feeling sweet enough during the day and you kind of need that pick me up. And uh, sugar is always one of those good things to kind of go to, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, man, well, let's get into it. I mean, you're 22 years old. Um, you've built a couple of businesses. You have over 26,000 followers on Instagram, including other social media platforms that you're on. I mean, as far as, you know, the world goes, as far as your age, um, you are highly successful, I would say. And uh, I find that really interesting how you've, you know, built that up at such a young age. And that doesn't come easy, I think. I think that comes with discipline, consistency, creativity, adaptability, all those certain things that you have to learn at a young age to be already 22 and doing these things. And even looks like in your future, you're going to have so many more great things to come your way, uh, Michael. And I just want to give like a lot of value to these listeners, whether they're 16 right now listening to this and they have, you know, dreams and stuff like both of us do doing our craft, or maybe they're 27, they feel like it's too late. And I think we both believe that, you know, it's never too late to start, you know, and so I just want to, you know, kind of give back, but I always find it interesting with you doing these great things, kind of like what was um, the childhood like, or the upbringing like for Michael, because I think your childhood kind of shapes part of your future and who you are as a person. And that can go, you can talk however you want and go from however young you want to, but I'll let you uh, take it away, man. Absolutely. Um, I, I, exactly what you said, man, your childhood, it definitely shapes you. It sets you up for whatever you have going in the future and how you handle your childhood is, is definitely, or how you handle your situation is definitely where you end up, you know, in life and stuff. So mm. um, I didn't grow up. Um, I grew up below poverty. Um, making 30,000 a year was like, you're wealthy in my family. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, so 30, 40,000 a year, you're, you're doing amazing. Like you're killing the game, got your own apartment, whatever it is. Um, but I grew up with a mom, uh, four and four brothers, uh, or three brothers, four of us. So, you know, my mom just, I think she, you know, 
in, installed it in me of, of hard work and stuff. Cause um, you know, she was always working two, three jobs, um, still paycheck to paycheck. She made sure, you know, my brothers, we, we were always had a passion for sports, hard work, um, whether it was sports, um, whatever we were doing. Um, but she made sure that we were always set. She, you know, she sacrificed her life pretty much to make sure that she always kept us busy, kept us out of the streets, kept us all that type of stuff. Cause we, you know, we didn't grow up in a great environment, you know, drugs, guns, violence, all that type of stuff. Um, and whenever your surroundings are shit, your insides got to be positive. And that's what took me a long time to figure out how to do. Um, this whole thing, you know, entrepreneurship and stuff. It, I didn't even know what entrepreneurship was. I didn't know entrepreneurship was even a word until like maybe 16, 17 years old. Um, so a lot of my, you know, success has come within the last, I'm 22. So you do the math on that, you know, 16 to 22. Yeah. Um, not very long. Yeah. Not very long at all. And, um, so grew up small town. Um, you know, everybody's always against each other, hating on each other. Um, I've had best friends die, get shot, you know, at parties. Um, so that's the type of environment I was around, but that was normal. Um, and that type of, you know, environment being normal and stuff, you don't know anything else. That's why I was saying you're making 30, 40 G's people see that as success. So like they, they're going after you, but you know, when you're in that type of environment, then it's just a different situation. You got to figure out how to get yourself out of it. And it wasn't until so I never read a book in my life until about 16. So, you know, skip through school and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being in trouble. I was always getting in trouble. I was probably expelled. I, I skipped third grade, got expelled from third grade, skipped it though, being smart what enough. A, to <laughs> what a baller, man. Third grade. <laughs> yeah. Got expelled from third grade, but was able to skip it and go to fourth just because I was, I still had common sense and, and stuff like that and everything. So able to skip it and everything, keep going. Um, and, um, I, fe I failed so much that I actually graduated early. It's a funny story. So I, I, failed, I failed so much I graduated early. And the reason how this happened and stuff is going to high school, I was an athlete. So my only passion was showing up for basketball, really. Like, I'm not going to school unless I was hooping. And I'm not going to college unless I'm hooping, stuff like that. So that was my mindset. Unless I'm playing basketball, like, I'm not going to go do nothing else. Like, that's that's the only reason why I show up to school. Yeah, and, and real quick, I think I think Michael, there's probably a lot of kids out there that can resonate with that. I think with I was a swimmer, so I think it's like finding that motivation with school. Sometimes when you think about it, if you are kind of above the curve, you're like these classes don't really make sense. You know, if you have yeah. comments, a lot of the stuff you're taking, not not saying you can't learn from them, but yeah, it's like hey, if I'm not playing sports, I don't want to go to high school. Yeah, and and I figured that out too. You know, like. Okay, because everybody, and I know that even the straight A students ask the question of, you know, what's the purpose of this class? Like where, that, that's the always number one asked question probably in school. Where am I going to use this in life? And most of the time, you're never, ever going to uh, use it in life. But I changed my way of thinking now that if I was to go redo it again, I would just soak in the knowledge and I would try to figure out how I can use that knowledge to my advantage rather than just kind of like bypass it and stuff. Okay, real quick, you have you have a really good point. And I want to hit this. I want to ask you this. So so saying there's probably some younger people listening to this right now. So and they're in high school. And it, it's obviously too late for us to go back. I mean, you, we can't we're not gonna go back to high school. So what, like, if they're in cl class, they're like hating it, you know, how would you what advice would you tell them like to change their perspective? Like an example of like, you know, you said soaking up the knowledge, how would you apply that? Let me give you 
uh, a current example right now that fits business. And then I'm going to relate it back to, to high school. So sweet. Um, me and my business partner, we go hand in hand. So my business partner, he, he took a company, he has a solar company right now and, um, he's taking advantage of that. So inside of that opportunity, um, we use that money from the, the solar company. We have multiple different companies, but mainly we use the, the outside companies to generate revenue for new companies that we want to start. Mm-hmm. And when he started working, he started working with his uncle and his uncle owns a, a solar pest and, um, security company. And he brought on my business partner to run the whole solar company and stuff. So he would show up and, and, and he didn't have much support. A lot of us don't get, you know, as entrepreneurs don't get support from the closest people around us. You don't so, until you blow up or something. Yeah, exactly. Until you blow up, then they're coming back. And so, um, he would always go to work like, damn, now I got to do more because, you know, working with that, he didn't want um, us to be successful or us to make millions before he made millions and stuff. So he always held us back in a certain way and he would hold my business partner back and, and my business partner like, damn, now I got to go to more meetings. I got to do this. I got to do that. Hmm. Let alone the CEO of the company is actually paying 60,000 a year to a business coach now. And so now it had to be like, damn, like, I don't want to go to this meeting. I got to go to this meeting. I got to do all this work. I got to set up processes for the company. Like, fuck, I hate it. Uh, excuse my language. I don't know. The, you know You're the, good, bro. You're good. On here. Um, but absolutely. And, and it's just like, when you shift your mindset of like, okay, wait, he's paying 60,000 for a coach to build a company. Maybe I should show up to these meetings more of like, how can I learn? Because if he's paying the coach, that's like me getting 60,000 worth of free value. Yeah. So let me actually learn and let now, now it changed the mind shift of now he's excited to go to every meeting because he's learning something new when on in a corporate standpoint that now we can bring to our companies and build our companies better. So it's kind of like he went with the shift of mindset. Now he's going into, you know, willing to learn and seeing how he can take advantage of that. And so, um, I have a, I have a book right here. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Um, I have a book right here and this is my planner. Um, and inside of it, pretty much, this is where it relates back to the high school and stuff. Um, there's a section in here. And it says, every time you think to yourself, I already know this, or this isn't for me, try turning it around by asking, how can I make this work for me? This instantly Mm. puts into a learning mindset and helps you see opportunities everywhere. So I didn't get to do that in high school. So I don't know what what I could have learned more if I figured out how to change my mindset in that direction. Yeah. So if I did that a little bit more, then I think, you know, we would have had more successes, would have went being more happy. Um, you know, figuring out how could I apply this history, you know, being one of them, like, I don't know nothing about history, but if you actually took history serious, what's nice is you could use it to your advantage. And now I actually am passionate about learning the history because now I got to see how business worked back then, how, uh, you know, society worked back then and how over time it's moving forward and, and society moves in 20 year shifts. Yeah. So. Um, it takes roughly 20 years for society to be comfortable with a new invention, new, you know, stuff that comes into the marketplace. And that's actually speeding up now because of technology. But before technology, really like 2015, 2016 is really when it started hitting hard. Um, before that, everything would move in 20 year increments. And, you know, if I learned that in history in high school, I would have been like, you would you're catching, you know, rhythm you're catching you know how society works and you can use that to your advantage on you know how to implement certain stuff and everything but um i think you know just being in high school just you know taking it you don't need to take it super serious but take it 
more to how can you learn and how can you apply that to your life? Because people ask the question, when am I going to use this? When you mm-hmm. could be asking yourself, how could I use this to my advantage? Um, and it might make you, you know, want to just show up to school a little bit more um, and stuff like that and maybe open your mind to different opportunities that you could do because a lot of people don't know what they want to do in the future. And then and that's okay because, you know, you're still young. You should oh, yeah. Know what you do. Dude, that's, that's some good stuff, Michael, bringing the heat already early on the podcast. And I think changing the mindset of, you know, how can I, how can I apply this rather than win? Because the how comes before the win. And so if you can like learn, maybe if it's maybe taking a 40 minute class, and maybe there's only like two main topics you can take away from at least that's two, two main topics, two more things that you came out from a 45 minute class, at least making it worth your while, right? Um, and I think also perspective shift is like, so important that you were even talking about that too, is just like, also going through high school, you might you know, seem, and you probably will be, if you listen more and learn, you'll be more educated. So you never know who you're going to run into and who you're going to be connected to. And for some weird reason, because you listen to class, you learn something about history, you could have been talking to the CEO of some sort of business and they were impressed with what you know as a little kid. And because of, uh, because of that at 18, like, hey, I want to offer you a job because you impressed me. Like you just never know. And you always have to bet on yourself, give yourself the opportunity to learn and, uh, and, and just apply yourself. Exactly. And, and I like to bring it back to sports, too, um, because only one percent of anybody make it in the profession that they really want to make it in. And when you're an athlete and you just realize only one percent of you guys are going to make it professional, you you and most of the time you don't want to have a plan A or a plan B. You want to stick to your plan A. Yeah, I agree. If you're super realistic and you use it to your advantage on how you could take that and and win is you know soaking up knowledge now like you exactly like you said you're gonna have you might have a ceo like dude you're like you're a smart kid like you come work with me i want to give you an opportunity now they're leveling you up because they know that you're willing to learn new things um and stuff Mm. like that now you go a different route um and i say that because i was actually doing landscaping in high school that's how i'd make quick money yeah and um the the owner of the company he would bring us in because he knows our hard work so that's something that always stood out in me was just hard work maybe it wasn't a uh, book smart i was street smart but i always had hard work and when he recognized the hard work and he actually offered me he said hey look i would love to have you you know come you know make some extra money here and it was 300 dollars every single day so every single yeah. day i worked it was 300 bucks so I was yeah, like, you, you probably feel like as a high school you're balling man 300 bucks that's balling oh, yeah. Exactly. And I was in, I was into, uh, racing street cars and stuff like that. And car parts are expensive. So I spent my money in high school buying new car parts. And so, yeah, absolutely. So I was leveling up and everybody in high school saw that and stuff, but it was more, it still wasn't knowledge based. It was just passion based at that point. It was cars outside of basketball. And so, um, yeah, he, he, he brought me on, he hired me. That was my first like side gig that I would, I was not my first side gig, but I was just hustling and actually making some, you know, good money. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, you know, just kind of kept it going and and kept reading. Oh, that's where we were getting to the reading. Yeah, I know. Now, you said you never picked up a book since you were 16. It's like, wow. Up a book, And someone was telling me, like, come on, just pick up one book. I just want you to pick up one book. And this is this is how you could do it. Go find the smallest book with the passion you have, the biggest passion you have. At that point, that was basketball for me. And so I found the smallest book about basketball that I could find. And it was a book called Heart Over Height by Nate Robinson. And uh, Nate Robinson, for those of you who don't know, is he's a 5'8", 5'9", NBA professional. 
and he was dunking over Shaq. He was, you know, he's smaller than me, an inch smaller than me and stuff, but he's, yeah, dunking he's, a beast. Over, he's actually, you know, won the NBA dunk cost contest and stuff like that. So his big thing was have more heart over height. Cause you don't make it to the NBA at five, eight, you got to be over six foot. Oh yeah. And so when I read that one book, that kind of changed my mindset on reading and I've always wanted to do a bunch of things. I would always, I'm, I'm the type of person that was like ADD when it comes to ideas. So I would always be like, oh, I'm gonna do fashion or I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this and all these ideas rolling through my mind. So I actually picked up a business book and it was the first business book I ever read was The One Thing by Gary Keller. Um, so I read one book that got me addicted to reading to figuring out how could I learn more. And then the one thing got me focused and, and, you know, that book is, it is what it is. Focus on one thing, the one thing. And, uh, you know, after that successful, then move on and expand. And so mm -hmm. that got me into business reading from there. Now I just read, you know, in general, yeah. but, um, that's what got me into entrepreneurship. And that's what, that's where actually I started learning entrepreneurship. And so I took the idea of, okay, I'm failing so much. I graduated a year early back to that conversation. Yeah. So you were um, 17, you're about 17, 18 at this point, you said, no, or younger? Like 16, 15. Okay. And so I was failing so much that I would end up in summer school because I had to repeat classes. Oh and man, so, summer school, bro. Uh. Yeah. So high school, I went all year round. Imagine going to high school all year round for three years in a row. So I would go, but then my boys would be in another class at, you know, I would have a morning shift, a morning class. And then I see my boys walking into a class on the evening and I'm like, damn, like I want to hang out with them. So I yeah. would pick their class that they're in. So I started picking up extra classes. Cause I'm like, damn, if I'm in summer school anyway, and all my boys are too, I might as well just go chill with them in another classes. <laughs> I started picking up so much extra credit that I actually graduated in three years rather than four years. Um, and was able to start, you know, my life pretty much a year early because yeah. of that, other than, you know, being super smart with straight A's graduating early, I failed so much. I graduated early. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the best things that pretty much ever happened because it set me up to, you know, then I moved out, I moved out of state at 17, started living on my own at 17 and had to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, do you think real quick, uh, Michael, do you think like failing, those failures kind of push you into a mindset of like, oh, shoot, I need to get my stuff together. And because of that, you end up graduating early because you end up like trying harder and you start reading books. You put that mindset of like, hey, I need to really start getting this done. Absolutely. And like you start to realize because the books, especially business books, um, you know, books about life, um, you know, psychology, life, business books, personal development books, they they um, what's the word I'm looking They call you out. If you're reading it, they're going to call you out and be like, yo, what you're doing is not the right path. This is what you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And so I started getting called out by every book I would read. It's just calling me out more and more and more. And so I was like, all right, I got to figure something out because, um, you know, I, I'm obviously not good at school. I'm not going to be doing that. And um, in order for my mom, you know, to support me moving out and stuff, I actually did register for college, um, went to a, a, a trade school, went to a UTI, if you know what UTI is, it's a number one automotive uh, technician school in the country. And I had the passion for cars and stuff in high school. I used to street race, build cars. And it's funny because I go to a DF student to yeah. a perfect 4.0 straight A's, everything in college. But it's because I, I was learning about a passion that I already had. Mm -hmm. and that, at that point, that's when I realized it doesn't matter what's being taught to you if you're not passionate about it or not interested in learning then 
it's never gonna you know be successful for you so that's where I started getting into okay education how could and that's why I love like communicating and helping people with especially the youth because yeah school everything you learn in school is not for you you know they don't teach the important stuff about life so that's when it made the shift of how could I give back to where everybody's learning success at a younger age um and that's where I published my planner the FGM success planner and stuff so but all those all those failures you know it was it was really not until somebody told me um you know keep like obviously we've all heard it you know take those failures as a lesson yeah i would never i would never take them serious because i had an ego and, and ego and pride so i would i would fail but i would do the same failure again i'm like yeah. ah, it's okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try it you know i'm gonna try it one more time it'll change yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. the it's like the definition of insanity is like doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results and as much as that's in just like like that just applies to life, whether it's sports, business, relationships, literally in faith, whatever it is, it's, it's anything. Exactly. So after I, I dropped my ego, dropped my pride and actually um, I listen to understand and I read to understand. And so whenever you read, if you just read to read and listen to listen, you're not going to get nothing out of it. But when you read to understand and you listen to understand, then you really start to develop another way of, of, of learning and, and opening up your mind in a different way and stuff. And that's when success started to really kick in for me. Yeah, that's awesome, Michael. I love I love that. And I can agree more. And I just want to shout that out, too, because obviously, going back to your, your original like story, when you're young kids to, to now, you what, what some something that stood out to me, and I think maybe some some anyone could could resonate with is don't let you know, a, a hard background or hard past define who you are moving towards the next day moving towards the next, you know, couple of years or into your future, you kind of have to like create your own legacy. And so it looks like what you did, you took your past, you took all the good things from it, you learn from it. And then you set into you put yourself into a new motion of like, striving to live the life that you want, and building something better. And so I think you kind of look back and say, Hey, you know what you didn't want. So that inspired you to do, okay, learn more, you know, challenge, you know, yourself grow in diff different areas that you weren't necessarily challenged with. Um, and so I love that. And I think anyone you know, listening to that, they have a, you know, a more challenging background or past. It's like, okay, you know, there's hope like Michael's been doing it. He's 22 and hasn't come easy, but he's, he's, he's living proof that it's possible. And so going from there, I guess, would you say, or yeah, I know you maybe want to say something real quick. I was going to say, uh, especially when you're in that type of environment, you got to figure out how to change your environment back to what I said earlier. Mm, dude, that's so, that's so key. I mean, we can, yeah, we'll, we can talk about that too. It was already on the topic environment, but like friends are so important, man. I have this thing where it's like your tribe is your vibe. So like it talks about your friends and then where you work and like who kind of surrounding, whether it's like, even like in a different state, you might need to move somewhere because it's so bad, you know? Exactly. And, and what's nice in the situation I was in, which a lot of people might be in where, when I started graduating early, I lost a lot of friends because now I'm graduating in a different class, you know? Mm. So now all my friends that I'm supposed to graduate a year later with, I'm not graduating with. So there's a disconnection that happened. And whenever you start losing friends and stuff, your friends don't need to be your environment to start right away. The positive side of it. I was doing audiobooks, I was doing YouTube. I was doing reading, you know, everything that I could do to make sure inside, you know, the six inches between my ears was positive. Mm. Yeah. That, Building your foundation. Yeah. And like right now you can't, you can't get me mad. You know, like it's very, 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 very difficult to get me mad. And 
it's now because I, I see things in a different way. I'm super, you know, I got all that positivity that I put into my brain that now I, I know how to handle situations rather than just letting anger, you know, come out and stuff like that. And I allowed those to be my friends at first, the podcast, the YouTube videos, the books, those were my friends. I didn't, I didn't have friends the, my first three years, two years of entrepreneurship. I didn't, yeah. I didn't have nobody, you know, to talk to. So I just did it all myself pretty much. Dude, honestly, that could be a good thing because I've noticed maybe, well, you haven't really had that maybe as much, but maybe when you're in high school a little bit, but you know, sometimes it's good not to have all those voices speaking inside of you and you never know. Cause sometimes even your parents don't understand what you're trying to do, especially they're, you know, coming from an older generation and anyone listening to this, like, trust me, I, I understand some of the people that, you know, you're closest with, you think they would support you the most and, and maybe they don't. And it's like, Oh, why not? And sometimes it's just because they don't know how to support you. They don't, they don't know what you're going through. You have a different mindset. But I think it, that could have actually worked out better for you that you literally are just learning from the best people around the whole entire like world. And so because of that, when you listen to those voices, those are the ones that like knew what you're going through and have done it and been successful. It like gave you a new, I guess, lens to see through on which friends to pick from. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. But you nailed it right on the spot, man. And uh, that's really what happened. Because now when I, you know, have friends or when I meet somebody new, it's all about learning about the person, making it about them and understanding because everybody wants to talk about themselves. So let it happen. You know, I always just let it happen. Let because then now you're going to learn everything about that person if you just let them talk about themselves. That's why I have the podcast, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm, I'm getting in the podcast here soon. So I'm, yeah, I'm I love it, man. I'll have to tune in. We'll have to do another another a cool episode with you, bro. Yep. I'm gonna have to turn the tables and, and interview you. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um. But yeah, so definitely, you know, getting that environment, it doesn't always need to be people at first, you know, make sure your environment could be just, you know, knowledge going into your brain and positivity going into your brain and stuff. So yeah, that'll set you up right. Yeah, no, I think sometimes the strongest voice is not necessarily the outside voices, it's your own voice. And the, the, the truth be told to believe in yourself, but sometimes your worst enemy um, can be yourself. And so it's good to reflect on that and kind of build a foundation of of like, okay, what am I letting inside my head? And, and that affects your heart because your brain is totally connected to your heart. And just like, okay, okay, we need to really process this and really like filter this as best as we can because it's going to set you up for what you're going to doing, be doing for the rest of your life, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So well, let's get into like the, like some, like everyone's like, okay, like we're talking about these really cool, um, you know, building a foundation, stuff like this. Obviously you get through high school. Did you go to college real quick or- I was in college for about four to six months um, okay. before I, I made the call to the school uh, that I will not be returning. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's okay. That was kind of me too, man. I, I'm uh, five, five, five credits away from my associates. Um, so, <laughs> but I was like, he's like, eh, I just don't, it doesn't make sense right now. I'm not anti-college just for me personally. And you have to know yourself right now. I'm not, it's not for me right now. I'm not saying I won't ever go back. I'm just saying right now. So what, so obviously you're reading all these things. Tell us more about like the start of the first business you started doing where you started seeing like, oh, wow, this is actually like providing income for me. And, but tell us like the process of probably starting that up. Cause I think for me and you both starting up a business is hard, man. It is, it is. And I was, so I was 17. I moved out. I was actually 16 when I kind of started the business, but I didn't know it was a business yet. So it was a side hustle to make money. And, and I had a, a friend who's in the music industry and I would show up and you know who g Easy is? Yeah, of course, dude. Okay. So um, those who don't know, I mean, just look him up. He'll, you guys will like his music. So my friend was going on tour with g Easy when g Easy would pull in 50 people to a concert. 
And wow, that's the beginning, man. That's the beginning, the beginning. And so what I would do in high school is my friend, he would, he would do, they would do a, obviously a country tour. They would hit the, you know, the West region and then move on to the East region. So while he was in the West region, I was like, Hey bro, I'd love to, you know, go with you for two weeks and I'll manage, I'll, you know, I'll snap photos or I'll get with your photographer and I'll manage your content for you on social media. And so I was kind of ahead on the trend when it came to social media management. And so I would do that, but they would pay me like 150 bucks a month, nothing a lot, but they're hustling too. So you can't yeah. expect that. So kind of goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. So 150 bucks a month and everything. I was on tour with them. And then I started picking up GEZ social media. And so I would do both of theirs at the same time. So there's 300 bucks for me a month. So I was like, okay, cool. This is coming in monthly. It's easy. I just got to post once a day or once every other day, make yeah. sure cap on point, all this type of stuff. So I would do that for them. And eventually as we would go on tours and stuff like that, they would start sending me new artists. So I would do like Riff Raff, Waka Flocka. Um, I was getting into the industry more and more. And so all these artists were hitting me up. But what I learned is they were just small checks because they were all hustling. Mm -hmm. Also, So we were all on the hustle together. Yeah, because it's like five or six years ago before they kind of started to blow up. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was doing that. And while I was doing that, um, I was making decent money, but that's what I was also had one job. I've, when I moved out at 17, I was... Uh, my first job here in Arizona was IHOP. I worked at IHOP for about four months um, while I was still managing social media. Flipping and my pancakes, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and my biggest thing was, okay, sometimes these artists don't pay. Sometimes they do pay. And it was really difficult for me. And my biggest passion is coffee shops, you know, at the time to work in coffee shops. So I would go to coffee shops, be on my laptop, and I would just work for eight hours straight, you know? Yeah. And there's a new coffee shop at the time. They just opened up. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go check it out. And so I was there for about two weeks, got to meet the owner very well. And he would see me and he walked by and be like, what are you working on? And I was just like, ah, I manage, so, you know, um, artist social media. And so he seen me scheduling posts and getting it going. He goes, you know what? He goes, how much do you charge? He goes, I would love to, uh, you know, we need somebody on the team. We just opened, obviously there's six months in. And I was like, honestly, man, I was like, something like this costs like 2,400 a month. And I, would, I just threw a number out there. I didn't, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I went from 150 bucks to 2,400. Dang, like, bro, that's good. I was like, uh, like full service, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that. It's like 2,400 a month um, for businesses and everything. He goes, well, check this out. He goes, I would love to um, love to get it started and see, see the progress. And he wrote me a $2,400 check. Wow. How did, you, how did you feel at that moment? Were you like, did I make it? Was that kind of like at first? It was, it was, it was more of like, Okay, on the inside, it was like, did I finesse this guy? Like, yeah, you're I, like, I didn't know I could pull this off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but and that's now, honestly, 2400 is not for a whole month, dude. That's actually, right now, that's pretty cheap, I feel like. Right now, that's super cheap. Yeah. For social media management, now that's cheap. But, but when the game started with social media management, that was pretty good pricing, especially for businesses. Yeah, well, there was really no market. So it wasn't like a, a light business where they go fix your lights in the house where like you can like go like, you know, down the block and say, hey, Jerry, will do it for cheaper. It's like you kind of can, it, uh, you know, kind of like a positive thing for you is like you can kind of charge what you want. And there was really no like, you know, no. certain line to base your price on. Exactly. So I told him 2400 a month, he, he wrote a check and I was smart with the check. And what I did is I went and invested that money into learning social media management. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna keep some for me. 
and I'm a, I'm a, I went and bought a course and yeah. I went and bought Ty Lopez's how, course. How, that's awesome. I know I've heard about that. How much is the course? How much was it then? At the time it was like, uh, 1500. Okay. Yeah. I think Shoot, it was you, dude, I love that mindset where you did. And I would really, if you, you, I mean, whatever age you're at, like that's investing is always one of the best things to do for yourself. But yeah, you didn't buy a car. You didn't do like, you didn't try to go buy some fancy watches or jewelry. You know, obviously you have to live off some of the money. So you, you do need to take it off, but you invested back into yourself because you hit the, you had this mindset that you built back in high school of like, okay, long-term I'm thinking like, how much more can I make? How, how can I multiply? How can I grow rather than selling for the short term? So I just want to emphasize that if you're listening, I don't know if you guys, you know, caught that, but like he invested that 2,400 where most people are just like, Oh, I got 2,400. I'm just going to go spend it and, and flex, you know? get some clothes. Yeah. And yeah. The, the only reason that like I did spend it on a course is because this was my first client. He just wrote me 2,400. And if I want him to write me 2,400 again, mm -hmm. I, better, I better learn some shit, you know? Yeah, I agree. So that's what I did. And I was like, okay, I got to figure out how to learn and everything. And, and at that time, 2016, 17, it was nothing but Ty Lopez ads everywhere. So oh, yeah, no, he's still kind of, he's still kind of around too. He's still, he's still around for sure. But that that's what got my attention and it was social media management and i was managing social media before those ads hit me but now i started searching social media management and i started getting hit by his ads more and more and so i invested into that course learned it um and then you know had that client for about nine months but i shifted into business this is where my first business actually started yeah so i realized companies will pay artists influencers it's hard to get them to pay because they're all hustling too and so I really shifted it, went to business, the business route, and I started closing business clients. Um, that started to pick up. And then I seen a flyer on social media. I seen it 20 times. So it was a mass blast. It was a group of people in the city, had the same flyer, and they all posted it at the same time. So mm -hmm. it got my attention. And it said entrepreneur event, you know, come like basically tap in with us. So I went to that event. It was, it was like a Wednesday or something. And I was like, okay, it's tomorrow night at 7 p.m. I was like, I'm yeah. going to this event. And did it cost money or is it free? It was free. Awesome. So I went to it and it was network marketing. So those of you who don't know what network marketing is and those of you who do, um, you know, this is where I got introduced to more entrepreneurship and stuff like that. So I started building my business and then I said, I'm going to go to that event. And I didn't know what it was. I just seen a bunch of people in suits on the, on the photo. So I was like, okay, I'm going to dress up nice and make sure I show, go presentable. And I sit down and midway through, they didn't even finish the presentation. I just, I was in a penthouse. So the, the event flyer was called pack the pen. Mm -hmm. And so I was in a penthouse. So obviously whatever they were doing to me was working. That's a, that's a $5,000 a month penthouse. Like my rent's 500 a month and there's this 5,000. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. something's working out. So midway through the, the event, I was like, Hey, whatever this is, sign me up. I'll figure the rest out later. Just get me started. Let's go. Like it's time to move. And that was my introduction to it. And what I didn't know was the company I joined was a 40 year old company. And this is where success started to kick in to where um, our mentor inside of that business, he was giving us, you know, he was been part of the business for 14 years and I didn't know nothing about it. And what I learned too is um, the pack, the pen started only two months, three months before me. So it wasn't something, it was very, very new. So the whole group was new to it. Yeah. And so that's where I got more comfortable. And we went from, we took Arizona, like 36 or 26, one of them in production in the country to number one in production in the country over California. 
and we held number one for six months. So the CEO flew out. Um, he started doing presentations for us. He was asking us what we were doing and then um, started flying all over the country and, and speaking in front of the, the company's audience, you know, 6,000 people. Yeah. And that so, was you, right? Yeah. Me, my business partner, there was a group of us doing it because we were having a yeah. lot of success. So when you say production, you're talking about like the similar stuff you were doing before, but at a higher level, like, are you still doing it? Like, so this production, were you doing it? Is this for like corporations? Was this for like artists? Was this everything in between? So for this specific company, it was, it was sales. It was a service. It was an app on your phone. And so I would have to sell that app to as many people as possible. Mm. And, um, obviously you get residual income from it and stuff. Yeah. So I would sell it like crazy and we would have. 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds in college, full-time athletes making $10,000 a month. Man. And we, we made a lot, but we also lost a lot because our knowledge still wasn't there. Mm -hmm. You know, we still didn't learn enough yet and we're still young. So we made a lot and I lost it completely. Most of it. Like, really? it. <laughs> um, and so that was my first introduction into business and where I learned a lot of fundamentals was from that industry. And, um, you know, being able to travel a lot that I started traveling a ton. And, and for those of you who don't know, traveling activates your creative part of your, your brain. So by traveling or even just working in a new environment every day, when I used to live in Miami, I would work at five different coffee shops around the city within one day. So I had a routine where I started my morning. I spent two hours at a coffee shop here, went up spent two hours at a coffee shop here, went across town, spent, so I would move your environment, but by doing so it activates a different part of your brain that mm. allows you to be more creative. That's good, and, Michael. Yeah. I, and you probably meet new people too and more connections. I think sometimes all it takes yeah. is just changing a, 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 your environment, you know? Yeah. You learn about new cultures, you learn about other people's perspectives and you're also learning stuff new, whether it's, you know, architectural, um, you know, whether it's, due to the earth and stuff like that so you're learning so much and your brain's taking in a lot of different stuff um and it helps you be more creative and work and all that type of stuff so that's where i fell in love with traveling but being flown around to go speak so much and going to all these events all across the country um i think i went like 20 different places in, in the span of a year my yeah. first year. and so this company they paid for you to obviously fly because you're working with them right right Okay. That's yeah. nice. That's nice. And this, and the company real quick, I think I forgot to ask, did it cost money to, to be in the company, obviously for them to teach you and stuff, or they just welcomed you in? Yep, absolutely. Um, there was, you know, small investment to get started, um, get you your own, you know, back office, everything you need to run a business, making sure all your sales are tracked, all your back office on your websites, everything. So there's always a small investment that goes into starting a business. Yeah. I want to talk about risk too. Cause that's, you don't, you don't know that's going to, if that if something's ever going to happen, but you, yeah, you just, I think everything is a risk and you bet on yourself. You know, I guess the big thing for me, and I, I know you want to say something now you're passionate about this is it's like, you know, everyone I feel like in life risks something. When you go to college, if you really think about it, Michael, you're risking something. You don't know, especially in COVID, man, you don't know if you're going to get a job. Yeah. It yeah. might bring you a higher chance, but you're still risking paying all that money. Even if you get a scholarship, you're risking your time. Everything you do in some sort of way is a risk at a 1% rate or a 100% rate, you know? And so I think for me, it's like, why not, if you're doing that already and, it, and you, you know that you're capable of, why not risk something that you actually love doing or that you're passionate about, or it's going to give you the life that you live? See, that's like the one plus two equals three mindset. That's like, it makes sense to me, but like risking things that you don't really like when you're unaware of it is like the, you know, one plus two equals like, you know, 11, like it doesn't make sense to me. And I don't know if you want to elaborate on that either too. 
I do. Um, I like that you said your risk and time and stuff. The biggest risk you could take is risking your time because you don't get that back. And for everybody that's young in high school who might be thinking about going to college, I, I'm not against education, but I'm against the wrong education. Hmm. And so I think the best education is self-education because like I said previously, when you go to learn something, you're not going to learn a damn thing unless you're, you're passionate or have a curiosity in that topic. And so that's where self-education I feel like is the best education because you're only going to learn what you are curious in or interested in. And so not only that, yeah, not only that, sorry to interrupt you. Not only that, like you're going to apply that way more than you would if you didn't like something. Absolutely. You're going to take what you learn and you're like, huh, I'm going to try this now, you know? So you start being creative. And if you're, you know, someone listening, you're 15, 16, 17, and you're still in high school and you're wondering like, I don't know what to do with my life. Like, dude, you're 15, you know? Yeah. You know, you don't, dude, I don't even think that me and you have it figured out. I'm a big no. believer. Like, yes, because I don't want to be like, that'd be karma. If I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I have it figured out. You know, I have two businesses and, and a podcast. Like, I'm like, dude, you never know what life's going to be thrown at you. Just like that when you said your business is doing good and then it like went down. It's like, you just don't know. Lost it all. Went negative. Went negative like 14,000. Like, so lost it all. Gone. Yeah. So <laughs> um, where'd you, so where'd you go from there? So obviously, because obviously like, that wasn't the future. Now you're, you're doing pretty great right now. So obviously you learned from that. So what did that, where did you go after that, that business ended? Um, interesting. So at this point, um, you got to figure it out. So I I'm, I'm negative 14,000, 7,000, a couple of us are not just me, like my whole group, um, because we took success and we took advantage of our money and we spent it all. Mm. And, um, when you spend it all, you don't got nothing else. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day. So we started going negative. Cause now you got bills because not everything you spend is just a one-time purchase, like clothes. Sometimes you're buying cars. Sometimes you're buying, you know, you're paying rent, higher rent than you should be paying. Oh yeah. Um, that's the trap I fell in. So I fell into getting the, the nice condo, the nice apartment bill, the, the nicest ones I could find. I'm gonna live there. Mm. And, um, I actually, failed, lost all that money and I needed a place to live. So I was like, dang, okay, now I'm at the point where I had success, but now I need to figure out where to live. Like I, I I'm getting eviction notices, all this type of stuff. And I'm moving. And so I built this business off of college campuses. I would go help college students make money. And I would, I was so successful at that, that the universities would ban me from coming on campus that's what i was gonna think i'm like they're probably gonna probably ban you because they're probably like, man i don't need college now i'm just gonna make money from what michael's telling me yeah so i got banned from a couple colleges and um doing so but I, I when i failed i had to actually figure it out but since i made so many relationships and so many connections i had one individual that opened up their dorm room to me and it was that bad so i actually was living in a dorm room for about six months rebuilding my agency where social media management yeah. I, opened, I opened up new revenue. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do website design, social media management, graphic design. So now I started like, okay, something that used to work, I'm gonna go back to that. Cause mm. whenever I started building this business, I started like stopped doing that a little bit, you know? Yeah, Cause that, that goes back to when you invest in the course of Ty Lopez and then you saw another thing like, oh, I'm going to go work for them. So now you're kind of going back to yourself, just working for you and what you knew that you could do great at. Exactly. So I went back to something that I was already making money in. So I was like, okay, I need to turn this around. So I spent six months, you know, building websites again, 
for clients, building you know their social media presence. And I went back to that. Then I started tapping into real estate and I only did one deal. And it was a good deal because it made me $8,000. So it got me back up on my feet. So one real estate deal and social media marketing management, that got me back up on my feet to where able, I was able to, to continue my, my journey. Yeah. Um, an important thing I want to touch on that, and it goes back to whenever I was doing, you know, I said yes to an opportunity and I, I cut out this opportunity, which it's fine. But when you're young, say yes to every opportunity is pretty much where I'm getting at. When you're young, say yes to every opportunity because college is only one opportunity you're going. And when you say, I'm going to go for this degree, you're stuck on that degree for the next four years. Yeah. Um, what I did was a four year university on myself. So I said, mm, yes, I like that. Let's run that back. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So did a, did a four year university on myself. I went, I went to my school. I, I, I learned everything I could. I said yes to every single opportunity. And by doing so, I knew what I was good at. I and it probably, yeah. And it probably didn't cost you like at least 20, $25,000 a year to do that. Nope. It just cost me my time. Mm -hmm. And it was time that you can't get back. College is time you can't get back um, and stuff. So like, you know, I said yes to every single opportunity and with so much on my plate in the last four years, it's like, okay, now I know what I'm good at. Now I know what I don't like. And there's, there's four tiers, four levels. If you guys haven't heard this before, check this out. There's, there's these four levels, level one, level two, level three, level four, level one is stuff you're great at and stuff you love. Okay. Level two is stuff you're good at and stuff you like. Okay. Level three is stuff you're good at, but you don't like. Mm -hmm. And then level four is stuff you're bad at and you don't like. And so what you want to do in life is figure out what you're great at and you love, what you're good at and you like. And you want to be in the top two tiers everywhere in life. If you're in number three and four, which is you're good at it. Like, for example, I'm great at websites. I'm good at websites. I dislike making websites. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I hear you. I don't like making websites, but because I'm good at it, I was okay right there for a little bit. Yeah, but then, you're not staying there. You're probably having people come on with you to do that, you know? Exactly. And so number three and number four is where you want to delegate your time to those areas where people are great at it and good at it and they love it and they like it. So delegate those and always put yourself in level one and two and you're going to set yourself for, up for success, for happiness, everything. Oh yeah. That's, those are some golden nuggets, man. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to remember that, you know, the four tiers. I haven't really heard, I've heard something similar, but not necessarily like that. So I think anyone like listening to this, whether you're, you know, in high school, college, wherever you're at, I think that's just good to know is like, know what you're really good at and you love what you're great at and you like, and then kind of delegate everything else from that. Like perfect example for me, man, it's just like, I don't like all the editing with podcasting and so, uh, or the video stuff. Like I like, you know, obviously doing what we're doing now. And so, and then also, you know, setting up, you know, capturing the post. I love that because it's, I won't, I want, you know, whoever's listening to this, I want them to hear the message I'm trying to explain to them, but like the little details of like, you know, putting it into like the little, you know, typo messages on the, on the screen or like cutting it, you know, trimming it up or putting like the text dude, I do not like that at all, you know, or, or building a website. So I'm having a guy, you know, today we're helping build a website, but I'm having him kind of do it because I don't, it's not something I necessarily want to learn. I'm learning so much. It's not something I really feel like learning. Um, yeah. And cause I know I won't like it. So I think it's just good to be self-aware is what you're saying, you know, and just keep trying things. And you've been, cause like, you're like, well, I guess Michael, you could speak on this, but it's like, how would you know if you don't like something, if you do like something or maybe, cause maybe you're just being frustrated a little bit 
in that, in that, you know, that beginning stages, but maybe you will love it. I think you just have to kind of try it for a decent amount of time to know if you really love it. And if you're really great at it, you, you kind of nailed it on the head, man, consistency. So if you could be self-aware, the only way to become self-aware is to do something and, and be consistent and, and stuff too. So when it comes to that, like the websites, I used to like it because I was getting paid a lot mm-hmm. for it. And so I used to like it, but I started doing it so much that I was like, look, you know what? I'm good at this. And, and there's other people that are great at this. Maybe I should just befriend somebody that's great at websites and, and make a deal with them because I, there's other things I really want to be doing. I don't want to spend eight hours building a website, you know? Yeah, I hear you. It took me doing it for a while. So you go, well, you want to stay consistent. You don't want to just pick up a new task just to try it out and end it because you don't know. You got to get better in order to figure out if you like it. If I'm doing basketball um, and, you know, and you're an athlete, if I tried out basketball and in my first month, I'm like, you know what? I'm not good at this. I'm going to stop. Then I never would have found out that that was my biggest passion. If I stayed in it for a whole year, got super good at it. And I was like, you know what? I actually love this. This is tight. I want to do this forever if I can. Yeah. And so you got to actually be consistent for a certain amount of time. Then you figure out, all right, I like this. I'm good at it. Or I don't like this. And, um, from there, you know, and that's a lot of the, the four-year university. That's pretty much where what I did for myself. And I think a lot of younger people should do that because by the time you graduate, you're like 22 years old. You're my age when you graduate mm-hmm. and you only know one thing. That's whatever degree you went for. I know yeah. a million things because I tried a million things and now I figured out, okay, what I'm good at, what I'm great at, stuff like that. So yeah. um, definitely being open to more options, you know, people should start doing, but you nailed it right on the head with that of, of you know, self-awareness and being self-aware. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. I mean, you're, 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 you're bringing the heat for sure on that. And so obviously now you're set up, you know, you have like, you know, two, three businesses, obviously you're doing in the marketing. Tell us a little about like where you're at now. You kind of told us a process and stuff. I'd like to get a little bit into like how to bounce back from failures a little later, but like, tell us like really quick, like where you're at now. What does that look like in life for you? Absolutely. So I'm going I'm to run down a little business list that I have right here of businesses I have. Um, so this year, my goal is to launch a private jet and yacht interior design company. Um, when success came and, you know, pretty much when I moved to Miami is when it opened up my eyes too, but I was on jet skis, yachts, people were inviting me on jets, you know, and like, that's part of that environment and stuff. So, but mainly the yachts, I was on yachts probably once every two weeks, just because it's common. Everybody out there has a boat. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that and that's an idea um, that I, that's a passion that I want to hop into this year. Um, I do have my clothing brand. So first generation millionaires, first generation billionaires, um, and that's FGM, FGB, but the company's called Millionaires to Billionaires. Yeah. Uh, this so brand- pe- People can go to your Instagram to, to buy that? Yeah. Or, you know, okay. everything's inside of my bio and stuff uh, awesome. for that. And, um, and I'll tell you why this is the company inside of my bio and none of my other companies are too. So I'll touch on that too. Um, so this company focuses on inspiration, motivation, education, opportunity. That's where I feel like most of us win is when we're able to motivate, inspire, educate, and give opportunity to others. And by doing so, a lot comes back into you and to return. That's what you know, millionaires to billionaires is all about. And we're gonna try to you know make the fashion industry a little bit different. We're gonna hit them with with those four. But also we got strategic partnerships with Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Burberry's manufacturing facilities. Um, so we're able to produce quality and also, you know, change the game because there's there's other other uh, inspirational brands out there like Hustle, 
entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But they're not into fashion, fashion, like high-end fashion. And they, they just do t-shirts and hoodies and stuff. So we're going to get into high-end fashion and stuff, but still push that mission, that vision. That's where we came up with the FGM planner. Yeah. I like um, it. That's how we launched the company. I have a nonprofit. It's called Winners Give Back. Um, we have, I do real estate. So wholesaling, I haven't gotten into fix and flips, but wholesaling fix and flips here down the road, probably this year or next year. Um, I started an ATM company, um, in Miami, I actually, yeah, I started it in Miami an ATM company. I started learning more about processing and all that type of stuff. So I no longer have my own physical ATMs, but what I do is I help people start their own ATM business. And then I do all the processing. I sell them the ATMs, program the ATMs, do the processing for them and help them, you know, create success too. Um, I do have my agency. We're more now niche specific. So it's a brand agency. We build clothing brands, um, network marketing. That's something I do part-time spare time over a lifetime. I don't give a bunch of time to it, but I do it a little bit here and there over my whole lifetime because it, it's a residual based business. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a health and fitness company called built supplements. It focuses, you know, just on health and fitness. And then, uh, yeah, that, so those, that's my rundown. Those are the businesses I'm in. Business. You're about to be like, yeah, that that that's only that's it. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you, you know, you're acting like it's like, yeah, it's only like you know five or six. It's really not that much. You know, I'm like, I'm like, man, you're uh, you're you know, just crazy. The uh, the ambition and uh, the consistency that you're having at already 22. It's like you know, you guys definitely can listen to to Michael because man, you're like just hearing you. I'd love to take a trip to you know, if you're Miami, um, I'm worth. It's worth it for me because where, where are you located? Casey. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. The, I don't know if you keep up with football, but we're doing pretty good. So we oh, got yeah, some. Yeah. Hey, we got Patrick. We got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill, some of the best players. But yeah, it's it's a boom in town right now. But yeah, I mean, so an investment for me too, like perfect example, would be like me going down to to take a trip to to Miami to hang with Michael and just see how he does things and just collabing because I think collaborations is one of the best way to build connections and to grow together. But yeah, it'd be so worth it for me to invest my time with you just to learn, you know. Absolutely. And, and, you know, investing into those situations is one of the best investments too. So it, whatever you could do to better yourself, man, that's your, your first yeah. investment should be in yourself. So yeah, I agree. Are you invested in any stocks at all? Would you recommend any high schoolers? I know I did a, a 10 things I would have done differently in high school podcast. You guys can check it out. It's kind of before this. Um, and I talked about one of my points was like, I probably would have at least learned more about stocks and started investing earlier if, if it was, if I knew about it. Absolutely. Um, myself i don't personally do stocks i love stocks though like i'm not against it at all i love it my passion when it comes to investing into that industry is crypto so mm, okay everybody has something different stocks indexes all that type of stuff my 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 investment when it comes to trading or holds and stuff like that is cryptocurrency so do you know so you know you would say you know a little bit about crypto I, I spend crypto every single day. Dude, dude, dude. let's, hey, let's say this, let's, hey, this has got, got me a good idea. Let's do another like 10, 15 minute podcast later down the road and we'll talk about crypto. So people can go and like, hey, this is all about crypto. And I think people would really love it, whether they're younger or they're older. Cause if you know that, then I love to, you know, go back and forth with just regular stocks, mutual funds, where I, that's kind of where my, I guess you say, better expertise is at rather than crypto, if you're cool with that. No, yeah, absolutely. And so like, I do, I do recommend, especially being younger, at least be knowledgeable in the industry, understand it, because when it comes to investing in the stocks, you know, 
cryptocurrency and whatever you want to invest in inside of that industry, you want to, you want to invest in what you believe in. You know, some people mm. will never, ever invest into um, Apple. Some people will invest into Tesla 100%. Some people mm -hmm. will never invest into Amazon, you know, so um, it's always good to find something that you think is going to be around forever. What's something that you can't live without. That's yeah. what you want to invest into. Um, so self-educating yourself on stocks um, in the stock market and in cryptocurrency is super huge, especially when you're young. That's something I would have done differently for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, good stuff. I, I'm same with you too, man. Is like I don't really invest in anything I don't believe in. Actually, no, I don't. I don't invest in anything that I don't believe in or that doesn't make sense to me. You know, Warren Buffett says something really good. He's like, he never, you know, invests in something that doesn't make sense or understands it. It's just kind of like spending your time in places where it doesn't make sense to be in. Um, and so it's the same way with um, with stocks. You know, it's like, you know, so because then you then you have actually a reason, a reason or a reasonable explanation to why you're investing and then how you can kind of counter that, whether, you know, you hear people like, oh, hey, invest in Tesla. It's like, OK, some, you know, if you're 16, I'm just going to spend a thousand bucks on Tesla. It's like, OK, you might win something. You might lose a lot, though, because like you don't understand it. And you don't know the timing of certain things. So just educate yourself when you're investing and, and know. So, yep, absolutely. So I love it. I'm, I'm all with it for sure when it comes to that. Yeah, man. So I want to talk about, you know. What are some, you know, tips or some advice you would give to anyone um, wanting to start their own business, maybe even more so in this digital marketing kind of frame that you did if they're in high school? Like, would you say, hey, go find more connections, you know, read more books, any of those things? Um, get yourself around people. Um, whenever you, you've seen all my thing, you know, helping people is something super important to, to me. I did not see a shift in you know, income, I did not see a shift in success when, if I, until I made the people first, I made it everything about the person because it is what it is. You know, we've heard it before. If you have, if you're, um, got a, if you got a coffee spill on your shirt, you're, you're worried like, damn, people think I got a coffee spill. Nobody cares. Everybody's aware that it's a coffee spill. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're worried about what you think about their teeth or their hair. So they're like, it is what it is. So when you make it about somebody else and, and, and that, put yourself in that type of environment, whether it's business people, anything like that, and get to know them and their business and see if you could really bring value to them. One of the best markets to hop into, you know, if you're younger, is the social media marketing and the digital marketing um, industry because there's a bunch of businesses, there's millions of businesses and not one person could go get a million clients, um, you know, for this area. So there's enough room for everybody to come in and go help a couple businesses and collect a thousand or 5,000 from each one of them. And all you have to do is post to their social media, making sure, you know, Facebook ads, get educated on that type of stuff and just understand the digital aspect on how to run a business and, um, you know, making it about them. You want to understand their story, what they're willing to spend, what they're mm -hmm. not willing to spend. Um, yeah if they're willing to spend more as you scale or are they going to be a stagnant, you know, uh, payment company, like no matter how much you grow, they're going to stay at 3000 with you. Or if you scale them, are they going to increase that to 6,000? So you really want to be about the people, understand them, why they started their business, why they want to grow, um, and all that. And you could definitely lock in those clients and those type of people, you know, for yourself and, um, you know, build yourself a side income or a side hustle, you know, getting out of high school, stuff like that. 
Yeah, that's good, dude. I want to go back to even remembering that people don't remember, you know, you were flipping pancakes for a couple of months, you know? So it's just like you going back to IHOP. It's like you were still working on your side hustle while still saving money from, you know, IHOP trying to, you know, build it in. You were, you, you had this, you know, mindset. And I think sometimes people don't want to take the humility check. They don't want to be like, oh, I just want to be that top entrepreneur. Like, what if I go work to like a nine to five for a little bit? Like, I'm not going to be the, you know, I'm not going to be able to put entrepreneur in my, in my bio. And I'm like, that's just so overrated, man. Like, you know, I worked at Chick-fil-A for three years and some of the best communication skills. And if you've ever been to Chick-fil-A, Michael, it's like my pleasure, second mile service, we call it. I mean, that is what has helped me, you know, create this podcast of talking to you, the engaging in different questions and, and, and relating with people was by, you know, doing Chick-fil-A, you know, and then um, I worked at Urgent Care. So you're dealing with people that are coming in that are mad and ticked off because they're hurt and they need to get in. Let me tell you that test your patience, it tests your ability to be able to adapt in that environment. And those are all things that you need to be successful in, in living a life that you want. I'm so glad you brought this up because I have two things on this. One is whenever you want to become an part of changing the mindset that I talked about in the beginning of the podcast, when you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to shift your mindset. And it's hard to make that shift, but check this out. When you go to work, people always think, ah, damn, I got to go work another eight hours. Like, I I wish I could just work on my business. Like Mm -hmm. use your bit, use your job as your investor and think about it. When you think about it that way, you're happy to go to work. You're happy to go get a check. And so even if you're like me and you work at IHOP, it's like, look, I I hated going to IHOP. But when I was thinking that way, I would ruin my day because I was always hating it. But whenever you shift your mindset and I didn't get the chance to do this when I was working because I didn't I didn't work long enough. But for those of you who are working and want to build a side hustle, turn it into a business. When you shift your mindset and you're like, I know this week I'm going to get paid $800. I'm going to get my ass to work. I'm happy to get to work. I'm going to go see if I can put in extra hours because now you're going to use your job as your investor and you're going to keep investing into knowledge, into your business software, whatever you need to build your business, use your job as your investor. And, and now you're going to be happy to go to work because you're like, damn, if now, now you have money, you don't need to go ask for a loan. You don't need to go ask friends for money because yeah. you don't have a job and you're, and you're barely scraping by and you're like, damn, how do I make money? And, and now you're asking and asking and asking so much. Yeah. Go to work and, and use that as your investor. And then that's just going to change your mindset. Um, that's the first thing I have on that. And yeah. uh, the second thing is that's where I found out I was a real entrepreneur and entrepreneurship was my thing because Whenever I went up, um, that's when I called my school and I said, Hey, look, I'm not returning. I called my mom. I said, Hey, look, I'm dropping out. uh, (laughs) Peace. Then I lost everything, went negative. And I went to go, I was, I was stressing for about two, three weeks. And then I seen a Denny's and I'm like, damn, like I went to go get an application at Denny's. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I got to the door, I opened the door and like, I don't know what it was, but like. I just shut the door and I walked away. I was like, I can't, like, I cannot go get this job. Like I can't, like I just, at the end of the day, that's when I found out like, okay, I, I physically cannot be like, I, I am an entrepreneur. You no, know, like, dude, I, I know what you're like, talking about. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's like, you literally can feel in your heart. You're like, I can't, that's how I kind of felt about college or working at another nine to five job. I was like, I have done that. You know, no, I'm not saying I like, never do that. Cause you're going to have certain times you're going to have to in that life, that in that life sequence sequence, I guess you would say, but it's like, yeah, you physically bro. I hear you saying like, you can't like, it just, it doesn't seem like, you know, it's like some natural forces like pushing you back. Yeah. And it's just like, it literally, it was a weird, it was the weirdest moment in my life. Cause like, I just, 
I knew for some reason, like something's going to happen that I cannot work here. If I work here, I'm going to miss an opportunity that's, that's coming my way. Yeah. And so, but on the other hand, that's, that's my story. I recommend on everybody else. If that's not how you feel, use your job as an investor for your business as, or as an investor into your passions. And that's you, you're going to change your life by, by thinking about it that way. Because the number one thing people hate is going to work. So mm-hmm. if you can love going to work, mm-hmm. knowing that it's going to fund your real passion, you're going to change your energy. And then you're going to change the energy in your office, wherever you're at, because people are going to notice that shift in, in energy, you know, in, in energy don't lie. So it'll spread. Dude, I love that, man. It's, it just seems like this whole podcast is literally like changing mindset. It's so key because like, and it, and it should bring someone confidence listening to this wherever they're at. It's like, because you have the power to be able to change your environment, um, no matter what you're going through. And yeah, no, I agree. Like, I think a big thing is like me and you, Michael, and I don't want people to know this. Like, we're not saying, hey, do it. Christian did do it. Michael did. It's like, no, you need to find your own path. Hopefully we can give you some some things where you guys can like learn from our mistakes or learn from certain success. But like at the same, at the same time though, at the end of the day, you need to find yourself, know yourself, be yourself. And then going back to like, I think it was kind of cool is like going back to like the IHOP thing, but to very beginning of you came from, you know, less than poverty, right. To making 300 bucks a day then kind of building that up, you know, then going back to IHOP, putting up the saddles for four or five months, then getting this huge business, going to, you know, getting huge, you know, big condos and stuff and then tanking negative and now and then coming back up. It's like, it's, you know, like there's not like a straight, it's kind of like the stocks. Like life is not like a straight up the hill, up the hill mountain. It's like the valleys and the mountain and the valleys and the mountains. And it's like, I think you have to really build that good foundation to know how to handle when you're on the mountain and then how to handle when you're in the valleys, because you have that perspective, like, Hey, uh, this is the game. This is the game. And I want to go into that. If you're okay with it, well, like as far as like how much um, revenue would you say you're taking in now, you know, starting from your, your kind of background from like below poverty to like where you're at now in life? Absolutely. Uh, 2020 um, was a $600,000 year for, for us. Um, that's obviously the most this year. I feel like it's going to be, we have a goal to do 3.75 million. Yeah. There we go, man. I feel like we're going to exceed that goal. Cause now we, we, for those of you who are not on Clubhouse, man, get on Clubhouse. I <laughs> know <laughs> that's what I'm saying too, bro. And I was, dude, I was dissing Clubhouse, but it's I I booked this podcast because of you, because of Clubhouse through us. Then we also I booked another like two or three just because of like the audio they hear you talk. It brings it more personal level. But yeah, absolutely. And so my my goal was you know make um, three point seven five million this year. And now that I've built different networks, different connections through through this social media platform, I'm actually tapping into the millionaires that I look up to, the billionaires I look up to, and they're giving me advice, strategies. Um, my, my clothing brand is being consulted by the owner of a multi-billion dollar clothing brand. Um, those are familiar with FUBU. Mm-hmm. Uh, J, uh, you know, uh, Damon John is the, is, is the founder, his business partner, Jay Alexander, he's the one consulting me now. So imagine having a multi-billion dollar company owner critiquing your business and how to make it better. So this 3.75, like that's out the door. Like, I think it's going to be 10. Like, I don't know what it's going to be. You never know. But yeah. that one conversation I had now shifted everything and it's speeding everything up. So really building relationships. But um, I think the most money I, I've ever made at that point was uh, like 50,000 in my, my network marketing days. Um, 
and then lost it all. And then I've helped. What's crazy is when I, when I made personally the 50,000, I helped individuals make 150,000. I made, I helped other individuals make more money than me. Yeah. And that's when I found out the people is really where you want to tap into lost that all, you know, built it right back up and, you know, lost it again. And then now the knowledge started kicking in. And then when it started coming up, now we're investing it into the right places to where 600,000 comes in. And now we can allocate 600,000. to know it's going to go towards growth and, and focus on profit first and taking your profit first. And then your expenses come last. And if you, if you can't afford it, then you can't have it yet. You know, take your profits first. Don't touch your profits. And if stuff. yeah, if your expenses are there, and you can't afford it, then that means you just can't afford it. You got to wait till the next check comes in till you can't afford it. It's, it's, yeah. don't apply it to your business until you can actually afford it. And that's, mm. that's super huge. And a lot of people like to say reinvest. You do want to reinvest your profits, but you want to take your profit and you want to have a certain uh, portion of your profit that you never, ever touch. That's how you, you know, value your company. Yeah. So I love um, that, man. I love that. It's, it's, uh, you know, taking the humble road is always the best road. It doesn't mean being weak. Actually, I think humility actually takes strong people to do that. It takes, you know, I'm a big believer. I don't know if you follow Gary Vee, um, yeah. but he's always, I mean, that guy probably, as far as I know, one of the most humble guys, like just, you know, working for his dad, just building up all that knowledge and stuff and building it for him, giving it away, not making a dime from the business and then starting his own thing. It's like, I mean, that's, that's a lot of humility, man. Not everyone's willing to do that. And that goes into like what he always says is patience and time. And I know this podcast is coming to come into an end, but I want to like allow you to talk a little bit about like, you know, the patience and you're still learning, but like it takes time. If, you know, maybe someone's in high school, they're frustrated, like they're not there yet, you know, or maybe they're 27, 28, 35, 40, whatever it is. It's like, it does take time. And I'd give you the mic to, to be able to talk about that. Absolutely. Um, I have one thing to say. This is, this is my thought on it. I'm 22 years old. Um, if you're young, if you're in your twenties or, or younger, even thirties or younger here, here's the situation. If right now the current lifespan, let's just say it's 75 years, right? If you live for 75 years and you sleep for eight hours a day and you die at 75, you slept for 25 years. Hmm. Now, when you really, really think about it and you say, I slept for 25 years, that blows my mind. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. We never want to sleep. Health is important. So get your sleep, but you don't need eight hours. Um, four to six hours is a healthy sleeping habit for the human body. Eight hours is enough, more than enough. And anything over that, you actually hurt your body because the more sleep you do, your body actually gets weaker because it eats out its own muscles. It eats out its own all that type of stuff. So the more sleep you get, the weaker you're making your body. Yeah. And oh yeah. I would, I would go, I would say like, for me, I would say, I and mean, everyone's different. Every person's body's different, but I would say like, I would say you don't really need more than eight unless like you did something drastically like your health or like total workout destroy or something like that. But I think what happens when people go into like, you know, you see the rock, you know, do five hours, you know, sleep five hours a day. It's what happens with that is if, if you're consistent, your body gets used to, you know, the four, six hours. So you're fine with that. But what happens with people like, oh, I can't do four, six hours because you're going eight hours one day, three hours the other day, 10 hours the other day, five, so your body's not used to it and it, you can't become successful with that. And I, I have a strict habit and I like that you said that, but I go to bed at 10 and I'm up by four. Yeah. Um, I hit the gym at five. So like when you're, when you create a habit for yourself, 
your brain doesn't know the difference between real and fake one, but also when you create a habit for yourself, now that I created that habit, 10 to four, 10 to four, 10 to four, you're actually your body. I don't, I don't know the uh, actual terms, but your brain releases either dopamines or any, some type of stuff that where you get tired at 10. Now it's going to get you tired at 10 because it knows it's a habit. Then you're going to start waking up before your alarm because your brain knows, okay, I got enough rest. Now it's, it's throwing more stuff into your body. That's going to get, get you to wake up. Yeah. Um, but to touch on patience um, and all that being young, my biggest thing is do it while you're young. If you are young, if you're old, you're not out of time, but you have, so if you're 50 and let's take that again, you're 50 people want to retire at 50 and mm -hmm. five and stuff what are you going to do from 50 to 75? Is that what 25 years you're going to retire and chill for 25 years again? Like, what are you going to do for 25 years? That's I know like, change that perspective. Like, Hey, like yeah. I can take, it's like maybe three years, you give yourself three years to learn something and build something up, you know? Yeah. So take, take the time out to do it. And my, my worst case scenario is if I lost absolutely every single thing I have today, absolutely everything, Hey mom, how's it going? Uh, I lost everything. Could I move back in for about six months or a year? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I know. I know. But people don't think like that, man. That's, that's really yeah. good, dude. Yeah. And so like, and it doesn't matter what age that's for somebody that's young. You know, you always have family friends to go back and live with. If all else fails, if you're older, you, all you have to do is spend the next three years. And again, go to that self university, go to, you know, per, go to that university for four years, three years where you're just educating yourself on something. Get on, get on clubhouse, man. You learn like, it's so rare for you to be able to connect with like Grant Cardone, Gary V, some top podcasters or entrepreneurs. Cause it's so organic right now. And it's so just young. It's like you, and it's live, you know, it's, it's rare to have that. Absolutely. And, and that's where it really comes down to is like my mindset on time is so crazy. One my sleeping, I, I fixed my sleeping habits when I figured that out. If I'm at 75 and I say I slept for 25 years, that, that scares me. Mm -hmm. Then also, if you're trying to retire at 50, 55 and you die at 75, 80, you got 25 years to do nothing. Like that's why you are where you're at. Cause you're doing nothing. Mm -hmm. If you did something, it's going to get you closer to goals and dreams and anything you want. So at least do something because when you're retired, even if you are retired, you can still do something out of passion and turn it into a business immediately once you become great at it. Yeah. Uh, and you know you're great whenever you could teach it to other people and they become great at it. Yeah. So that's kind of a sign for those of you guys listening to figure out like, am I really good at this? And do I love it? Is if you could teach somebody else and they become really great at it also. Yeah. Love, love that man. Okay. So coming to an end, but obviously you don't always 24 seven, you know, work. So there's gotta be some fun things to do because it is a healthy relationship. Cause in like in the gym, like working out, you do need rest days in order to build things back up. So is there, like, you know, just some fun things about you in your life that you love doing? Because then uh, maybe some people is like, man, I just feel like I have to grind every single, is there ever going to be a time where I'm going to like, you know, have some fun? It's like, it is fun in the process, but I think there's some just hobbies that don't have to be paid for you that you just do in your free time. Yeah, you, you definitely got to have a, a balance in that because that that's what I didn't have getting started. And I was, I was killing myself, man. I was working you know, all day, every day, didn't matter, no sleep, sometimes three days in a row. And some, you know, side passions I have, I always love to read and get knowledge in. So I always spend either 10 pages a day or 30 minutes a day, whichever one comes first, I commit to, to books. Mm. And, and 
um, you know, going out to dinners. I love going out to dinners because it brings that social out of you. Yeah. Um, as, as an entrepreneur, you don't have a lot of social time and you start, you know, you don't really communicate with other people well because you're trying to put yourself around the right people. So what I like to do is I like to get a, a friends and like maybe once a week or once every two weeks, go out to a dinner where we it, all business out the door and we just have fun. We enjoy our dinner. Um, I love that, man. Something like uh, dinner and bowling or, you know, dinner and golf. Um, I do love to golf. So I'll, sometimes I'll go to the course and I'll just hit balls. Sometimes I'll actually hit the course. Um, these are all little things I just do on the side. I do have a passion for cars. So, you know, I haven't done it since I was doing that, but I think I'm gonna start picking up, you know, working on cars again and b having a project car. Um, so different side passions I do outside of business, just, you know, I just try to pretty much soak in knowledge. Um, knowledge has kind of turned into a passion of mine where it wasn't a passion in high school. Yeah. Uh, but now it's just, I'm, I'm a sponge and I love it. And, and I just want to keep knowing more and, and figuring it out. So reading is really probably reading podcasts and, and all that type of stuff is really what I tap into on my free time. Yeah. Love it, man. I'm, I'm kind of the same way too. So last question. And then I'll, I'll kind of want to share all your social media platforms where people can find. Um, I always ask this to the guests, what, what is uh, Michael's purpose in life? Um, you know what? My purpose is definitely just to get people self-aware uh, that they can do what they want to do. You have one life. It is your life. We're a human race. No one's above anybody else. No matter if you're a celebrity and, and you're broke, poor, you know, in the projects, mm -hmm. you, can, you can't compare those two. One person just put in work. Yeah, and I agree. every single person is born equal. So if you're, if we're the human race and you're born equal, you know, and you have all this world to tell, to do whatever you want, why would you have somebody dictate what you want to do? And like, that's what my, you know, company FGMB is all about is like, how could we get, change the education system is kind of where I want to tap into. How could we change the education system to where we're teaching, you know, life skills, um, creativity more and, and tap into that because um, that, that's really what it comes down to. And I think more people should be doing passionate stuff rather than, um, you know, a system systematized stuff that's they were told to be doing and, and stuff like that. And that's really where, you know, people come depressed and everything like that. So, you know, my mission and vision is everything, you know, just to get people to do what they want to do and really open their minds that they could really do anything that they have enough time to do anything they want mm -hmm. and, and they can get it done. Um, a great example of this is Miami. When I moved to Miami, like I said, 30,000 a lot growing is a lot growing up to me. Um, my mom was like, you can't like go to Miami. Like that's so expensive, but check this out. There's people working at Taco Bell in Miami. How are they living in Miami? Yeah. You make it happen. Yeah. You could live anywhere you want in the world. Nobody could tell you, you can't because if somebody's working at Taco Bell, living a life in Miami, you could also go work at Taco Bell and live a life in Miami and enjoy Miami if that's where you want to live. So it's like, nobody could dictate what you do. You could really do what you want to do. You just got to really be self-aware and be willing to actually take that risk and do it. Yeah. Love it, bro. All good stuff. And I love that you said, you know, be having people to be more passionate rather than systematic. And uh, I mean, the podcast is purpose, passion and coffee for all those or all those amazing good reasons that you just said. And I didn't even pay you. I didn't pay Michael to say that, you know, he, he said that <laughs> on his own. So but yeah, man, well, I want to appreciate you just coming on and and it's crazy because even little things like this, now we're connected. Now I, I feel like we're acquaintances and I love to become even, you know, friends because I can tell you know, just stuff like this, just connect with people, you know, take your shot and reach out. 
Um, that's what I did. And I think people are really going to love this podcast and excited for people to even really hear your story, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, man. Uh, you know, anything we could do to help each other out, we're connected, we're friends. So it is yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, bro. Yo, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode today. Hopefully, you've taken some sort of value away from it. And if you feel like you need to share it to anyone, please do that. That would mean a lot to me. Also, do not be afraid to rate and subscribe to the podcast because that helps out the podcast so more people can listen to it. Know your purpose, pursue your passion, and most importantly, just like a cup of coffee, enjoy the process. Till next time.